0: This is Off Duty with Robin featuring Grinds My Gears. So this month of July, I decided to feature a pretty general Grinds My Gears topic because I think this is a topic that really affects a lot of people. I actually recorded my first session with this um, EP um, while I was driving in my car <laughs> go figure don't worry I was totally safe by the way. Um, and I had a lot of background noise and I actually didn't realize how loud your car can be so I'm sorry if I ever call you when I'm on my cell phone in my car because there's so much background noise. I don't know how anyway it sounds like I'm in a wind tunnel or an airplane. I really couldn't decide I like played it back. And I was like, okay, this is not working. So I'm going to march into my recording studio, which happens to be my closet where I do all my filming for the Queen Buzz and have a little table with me. I got my cup of coffee with me. I got all my ideas written down. Super organized this episode. So, my topic is all about bad drivers. And I think the reason why this grinds my gears is because I spend so much time on the road for my job and on the weekends going down the shore because it's summer. Woohoo! And I think this is something that really speaks to everybody because a lot of us spend a good deal of time on the road and it's super frustrating and it can be really scary. And what I mean by bad drivers is I mean the types of drivers we encounter on a day-to-day basis. So let me just rewind a little bit. What kind of driver are you? Think about it. Whenever somebody asks me or talks about the type of driver that I am or type of driver that they think they are, I'm always leery about stating the type of driver I am. And I always had this like silly... Thing in my mind that always tells me that whenever I do or say something, the opposite happens. And I don't know why that happens to be the case. Maybe I'm just a little psycho. Maybe I'm just a little terrified of getting into a car accident. But if I were to judge myself as what type of driver I am, I would say I am an okay driver. (laughs) I'd say I'm an okay driver because when I was really young, like 17, 18 years old, I got into a lot of really stupid car accidents and it's car accidents that were totally totally avoidable ones where you know I wasn't paying attention I was fiddling with the radio and then bam fender bender like those annoying accidents I've never been in like an accident that I you know knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood that I caused. But I have seen some pretty terrifying accidents on the road. But I always like to say I'm an okay driver because I don't want to be like, oh, I'm so good. And then watch, I'm going to get in my car right now. I'm going to like drive to the gym or drive to Duncan and like whammo, something bad's going to happen. So I judge my driving skills on okay because there are times where I cut it really close. There are times I feel like I do some really dumb things. And then there were times I'm like, wow, I really impressed myself. I just drove to work in the snow and I didn't hit anybody. So I'd like to judge myself as an okay driver. But asking yourself this question, what kind of driver are you? Are you a good driver? Are you a bad driver? Are you just the kind of driver that's like super aggressive where, you know, you're like, get out of the way. Or are you the kind of driver that's like super cautious and you just like... Like you look like both ways 15 times and you're like, oh, it's 40. I'm going to do a gentle 38 and you just never push the limits. Whatever type of driver you are, I'm sure you're fine and I'm sure I'm not dodging or hiding behind a bush every time you come by. But if there are types of drivers that I have to talk about today, it's the ones that I give them nicknames. Whenever I see somebody driving a car, I'm never like, oh, they're such a bad driver. I usually label different types of drivers because this is the kinds of drivers that we deal with every single day. So I'm going to go through the eight types of drivers that I see all the time and the types of drivers that really grind my gears. So the first type of driver, which I'm sure irritates you just as much as it probably irritates me is the perpetual turner. You all know of a time where you've come in contact with the perpetual turner. Now, what exactly is a perpetual turner? Well, I'll define it for you. A perpetual turner is somebody that has their signal light on for miles. Like they have their signal light on, And it's going and you're like, okay, they're going to turn. Like I should give them their space, give them the time. And they're driving and they're driving and they're driving and they're driving. And you're like, when is this person going to turn? Don't they have any idea that their signal light is on? It's so irritating because I feel like, doesn't it bother them that a signal light is on? So for instance, like I can relate to this. I'm sure there are a lot of people that can, but... Whenever I get to like a traffic light or or a stop signal and I have to put my signal light on and I'm waiting for a really long time, the signal light the it like starts to bother me and I turn it off because I cannot stand that like tempo rhythm of a signal light. Like I feel like if I was driving for like 10 minutes with my signal light on my eye would start to twitch and my body would start going into these crazy spasms because the sound would just get so irritating. I don't understand how you cannot know that your signal light is on forever. It's, I, it's, I don't, I don't want to say it's like dangerous per se, but it, it can't be that safe because if everyone that's coming towards you thinks you're going to be turning and they're assuming that you're going to turn, but you don't, I guess it would somehow change traffic. I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. Just do yourself a favor and just every once in a while look at your dashboard and really see if your signal light is on or not. Cause I feel like, like, my car has like the little light that goes off on the mirror. So, like, I would see that like flashing. And I would hear the ticking and it just would bother me. the second type of category bad driver there is, is what I like to call the lane hugger. You know who that is. That's the person that can't quite make up their mind on what lane they want to be in. This is so irritating when you're driving on a highway. And I, I like to say that I'm more of a cautious driver when I'm driving on a highway because I'm always afraid of, like, these, you know, these crazy car accidents you see on TV or in the movies, you know. And if you've ever watched Final Destination, that was terrifying. You're like, oh, I'm never driving behind a truck with logs ever. And every time I see a truck with logs, I'm like, oh, I'm going to just, um, I'm just going to give myself enough space because that movie was terrifying. And if you haven't seen Final Destination, don't. Because you will literally never leave your house. But back to the lane hogger. The lane hogger is the kind of person that just loves to hug and hog all the lanes of the road. Even on a standard yellow line road where it's one lane. They're just kind of drifting and driving on the other side of the road. Then they see another car coming so they swerve back to where they are. Or on a highway where they're like, they're in the left lane, but like they're kind of in the middle lane and they're kind of going over and you honk a little bit and they give you this look like, how dare you? I'm driving just fine. And I'm like, dude, be careful. Lane hogger is so irritating because that's one of the reasons why I feel like there's so much buildup of traffic because you have this person that cannot decide where they want to be. I feel like a decision of what lane you want to be in should be an easy decision. Do you want to be in the left lane where you pass everybody? Do you want to be in the middle lane where you kind of go with the flow of traffic? Or do you want to be in the right lane where you like to abide by the law? And you know, if you see your exit, you can pull off gently without cutting off three lanes of traffic. I don't know. For me, I like to be in the left lane. I have a little bit of a lead foot sometimes, but then I casually like to be in the middle lane when I'm not really in that kind of a rush. Okay, so there you have it. We just talked about the lane hogger. The third type of bad driver in this episode is I call them, see, these are my nicknames because I feel like categorizing different types of drivers doesn't necessarily make all drivers bad drivers. So let me just clue this up. Is the unknown gas giver. I know, right? It sounds like you're like, what do you mean unknown gas giver? Does that person not know what type of gas they have to put in their car? Or do they have to get out and pump their own gas? I mean, if you live in New Jersey, which has its perks, by the way, you know that you have gas attendants and that is a glorious thing because watching me try to pump my own gas in the car is like me trying to do some type of magic act. I like don't know where to put the card and I don't know how to open up the gas tank. It's bad. I really should practice that. But what is an unknown gas giver? This is the kind of person that they speed up and then they slow down. They speed up and they slow down. They can be behind you and you know when they're behind you what that turns into. They turn into those drivers that are so close to your car that they're just tailgating you to the point where you look in your rearview mirror and you're like, why are you so close to me? Now, I can be a little bit of a brat when I drive. And I'll sometimes brake check people, but lately I haven't done that because I'm like, you know, I'm not really in a financial position where I'd need somebody's like headlights in the butt of my vehicle. So I'm actually just going to be a bigger jerk and I'm going to drive slower. And I think that irritates them more and it brings me great pleasure and joy. But the unknown gas giver can be the one person that's also in front of you. Where they're like, you know, they're going really fast and all of a sudden they slow down and you're catching up to them and now you're all of a sudden the tailgater. That's me. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Come on. It's a 40. Like, let's go, speed it up. This is not a 35. We're not going to grandma's house. Let's go. And then all of a sudden they're like up to 50. And then all of a sudden they're back down. Pick a speed. Do you know anything about cars when you do that? You actually waste more gas. Going fast and slow, then fast and slow, then actually just maintaining the same speed. It's annoying. It's very annoying. Because I feel like you can really get yourself in a lot of trouble if that kind of driver, the unknown gas giver, is either in front of you or behind you. Because they could be tailgating you and you could be a jerk about it, like I like to be a jerk about things. Or they could be in front of you and you could be tailgating them, which makes you the tailgater now. It's just a vicious cycle of annoying driving habits. So my unknown gas givers out there, ease off on the gas ease off on the brake and just find your comfort zone next type of driver the breaker oh, this is the person who loves to hit the brakes no matter what it doesn't matter if a deer jumps in front of them it doesn't matter if an imaginary leprechaun jumps in front of their car they brake all the time, they break going down hills the entire way. You're driving merrily on the highway. You're like, woohoo, look at all this no traffic I'm hitting. I'm doing 70 miles an hour. And that person in front of you just randomly hits the brakes and you're like, oh my God, there's an accident. You hit the brakes and you're all over the place and your purse falls off the the. Uh, I leave my purse on the passenger seat next to me and like it flops onto the floor and there goes all your things everywhere. And you're like, why is everybody breaking? And then there was no reason why. The breaker is probably the most frustrating thing I deal with in the morning are the breaker types of bad drivers, because they're the kind of drivers that can really cause like cataclysmic accidents for no reason, because maybe they were distracted at some point in time, but then They're like, oh my gosh, I'm going really fast. I have to hit my brake. And they hit their brake. And then you kind of get like a view of who's in front of them. And nobody's in front of them. And you're like, why are you braking? There's no reason you should be braking. And it turns into this yelling, screaming fest. The random breakers, the breakers I like to call them, just quit hitting the brakes all the time. Don't you know if you hit your brakes too much, you go through them faster? Faster. It's funny, I'm talking about this. So my mom always tells stories about her like driving days. Not that she's like 90 years old, but she's always like, you know, I still have my original brakes on my car and this is a 2001 and it's 2018. Do the math, Robin. I have brakes that are 17 years old and you want to know why? Because I never hit them. And I'm like, Whew, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll be sure to not drive with you. Thank you. Next The next type of driver is, I like to call these the cosmetologists. These are the people who frighten me the most. And they also intrigue me too. So when I get ready in the morning, I get ready in my house, in my bathroom. You know, I put like, you know, my makeup on, you know, I put my mascara on, my liner, you know, my lipstick, whatever I had to put on to, you know look like I'm half awake, right? And then I'll be driving and I'll look in my rearview mirror and there's this this cot, the cosmetologist, I like to call them. They're literally applying their entire makeup back to their face while driving. This bothers me, yes, because they're so incredibly distracted and god forbid something should happen, like they're not going to re- have the same reaction to somebody like me who's like just kind of listening to the radio in the morning, got my cup of coffee. I'm just kind of driving, whatever. And they're, they're just, they're done. Right. But they also intrigue me because they're so skilled enough to apply mascara to their upper lashes and do such a good job at it. I actually have lash extensions I go like every two weeks I'm like super dedicated I take care of them I wash them I go to like a really great place local place and I go because I cannot deal with applying mascara to my upper lashes even standing in front of the mirror I'm like poking myself in the eye I'm getting like like mascara like by where my eyebrow is it's clumpy it doesn't look good it just, I, I can't do it. And it's, it's not because I just, I don't, I don't have the patience for it. I just don't have the skill for it. Like I'm lucky enough that I can apply lipstick and get all of the color on just my lips and not like my nose. But these cosmetologists and their cars, it's amazing that they can just like, you know, put the mascara on. then, then I see them doing eyeliner, which, woo, look at you, an eyeliner? Damn, girl, I wanna know how you can put eyeliner on driving. I need a lesson, but I think they need a lesson more than me. They need a lesson in put your makeup down. You can always apply it at work. Or, honey, you look good without makeup. You don't need to put makeup on in the car. So, those are the really scary drivers to cosmetologists. So, if you're the kind of person that puts makeup on while you're driving, number one, Props to you. That's an awesome skill. But number two, just pay attention to the road, please. I'd hate to see, you know, your NARS lipstick just smashed to smithereens all over your cheeks and your nose and your teeth. The next type of driver, the texter. Ugh. Yes. This is a generational thing, I think, because... When I think of like older drivers, like parent, like people who are like my parents age and maybe like even younger, like maybe in their fifties, like my in-laws, people like that, like they never look at their cell phones because they're just getting into this whole like, oh, this is a smart device. I think I can call people on it, but they really can't figure it out. And they're asking me like 50 questions on how to send a text message. By the way, don't teach older people how to text because they never stop texting you. Like when my dad texts me, love my dad. He's always like, hi, Robin, how is your day? Love, dad. And I'm like, you don't have to tell me it's you. I know it's coming from you. He's like, no, I do. I feel like I'm writing a letter. I have to tell you. But that's a totally different topic. Back to the texters. Texting and driving is like the single most dangerous thing you can do. There are commercials on TV that are terrifying. You hear about it all the time in the news And it's just, there's even things you can do to your phone that like puts it in driving mode so that if somebody texts you, it gives them an automatic text back that says, I'll text you later. I'm driving or something like to that effect. And I got that once from somebody. I was like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. I've made it a point, okay, to leave my my phone in my purse, okay? And if it's near me, it's charging, I never text and drive because I've always had those, like, close calls. Like, when I was younger and, like, I had, like, the BlackBerry, right? I love the BlackBerry. Best phone ever, by the way. When I had, like, the BlackBerry or, like, the Nokia, whatever. Because my when I had a cell phone, like, my first cell phone wasn't a flip phone. Like, my parents were like, you don't need a cell phone. We'll just get you a calling card. And I'd have to use, like, the payphone in high school. It was, like, super embarrassing. But, like, I would sometimes glance at my phone when I was like 17, 18, 19 years old and I had like close calls. I'm like, oh, I'm never doing this again. And it's so terrifying. So for instance, like I see these drivers all the time and I see them driving in the morning, driving around town, driving down the shore on the weekends. And it really, I saw a girl yesterday and we were driving like on the parkway, which by the way, if you're familiar with the parkway in New Jersey, it's not like a super safe highway. It's, you know, there's a lot of different lane changes and there's a lot of exit ramps and it's just, you know, people just aren't good drivers in general on there because they're coming from all over. And she was literally texting with both hands, both hands. Her hands were not on the wheel and she was probably doing like seventy. I looked at my husband like look at that driver over there meanwhile he's trying to drive and I'm like look at her like I should learn a lesson right like the 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 annoying passenger driver kind of person I was like look at her she's texting and driving and like I turn into this like 90 year old woman and I'm like trying to look look around I'm like are there police where are the police and I'm like trying to get her like license plate I'm like I should I should report her and then of course I didn't do anything about it because I forgot her license plate within the first five seconds. I was like, it was, L- oh, I already forgot it. Oh. So if you're a texter and you drive, please don't do that. You are going to cause a major accident. You could really hurt somebody, you could really hurt yourself. Okay. And even if you're like the only person on the road, like, cause I live in an area of New Jersey that there aren't a lot of people on the road, like after like eight o'clock, because for some reason nobody leaves their house. And there's no street lights because, like, apparently it's, like, you know, a bad thing. But so in my area, there's lots of, like, deer and bear. And I still have, like, my hands on the wheel. My lights are on. My phone's not near me because I don't want to hit Bambi. I, I don't want to be the reason why Disney doesn't make Bambi two or three or four. I don't know how many Bambis there are. I know there's one. And I haven't seen it since I was a child. But I don't want to hit, like bambi or thumper or a squirrel or a person, nothing like that. So please do not text and drive. The next type of driver, driver number seven, is called the DWA. D-W-A-H. Okay. It's actually an acronym that my father came up with when I was a really little kid and it stuck with me all these years. And he's like, look at this DWA. A DWA stands for driving, driver, sorry, driver, wearing a hat. Okay. I really don't know why this is such an annoying category for me or even my father, but he made it up and it stuck with me and it kind of makes sense. Okay. I wear baseball caps a lot because I don't like the sun in my face when I'm outside. I have talked about it before on the Queen Buzz. I don't like to get sun on my face. Like I love the sun. I love it so much, you know, on my legs and on my arms and stuff, but there's something about my face where like, I'm just terrified of getting sunburn on my face. So I'll drive wearing a baseball cap. To me, that's not a hat per se. A driver wearing a hat is like a person who's wearing like a sun hat or a sombrero or a fedora. Why are you wearing that while you are driving? It's not raining in your car. There's no sunshine in your car. And I feel like the people that are guilty, like the dwarves in general, are like really, really, really old people. Like they can barely see over the steering wheel. They're doing like 10 miles under the speed limit. And they're not at 10 and 2. They're at like 11 and 1. And they're sitting super, super close to the wheel. And you're like, who is this person in front of me? I can't even see... Who's driving? Because all I see is the driver's seat. And then you kind of get a glimpse and you're like, oh, oh, that's a Dwa. That's a Dwa. That's, that's like grandma time wearing like her hat that she made herself with all the flowers and the ribbon. It's just, they bother, Dwa's bother me because they have a certain type of driving style They're the types of drivers that drive under the speed limit. They have that perpetual turn signal on forever. They pretend like they're, you know, they're driving a school bus because they're overly cautious. And it really bothers me because I think they would see better and know that there's probably 30 cars behind them if they weren't wearing a massive hat. In a vehicle that has a roof. I get it. If you're driving a convertible, you should wear a hat. It's a really good idea. Your scalp doesn't need to get burnt. We don't want your hair flying over the wind. You want to keep the sun out of your eyes. But if you're driving like a Cadillac Eldorado from like 1991 and you're wearing a giant hat, chances are you are not the best driver. So just be cautious. So whenever I wear my baseball cap while driving, I'm like kind of jokingly saying to myself, I'm like, oh, I'm a dua. but that's okay. I'm, I'm under the age of 90. So I think I'm okay, but I'm, you know, I'll take it off if I feel like I'm driving poorly. The last type of driver, driver number eight in my grinds my gears, bad drivers edition is the overly cautious driver. You know who these are. These are the people that are driving just regular cars. They're driving like their four doors, driving their SUVs, they're driving their pickups, whatever they are. But they drive as if they're driving like a Porsche or like a Corvette that's like super low to the ground where like if they go over a bump like the whole bottom half of their car will get ripped off. They'll go over like train tracks like they get to the train tracks and, like, you know, you're supposed to just go over train tracks because, by the way, like, one of my biggest fears, don't laugh at me, is trains. I'm terrified of trains. I think they are absolutely terrifying. I do not like being near train tracks. I do not like sitting in front of train tracks when they go by and I'm sitting behind the gate. Like, they just terrify me. So when there's an overly cautious driver in front of me that's, like, like they get to, like, where the, the, the railroad tracks are they stop, and they look, and then they go over, like, like, duh, duh, is like the first two tires go over, and then they go over again, duh, duh, and you're like, oh my god, go, there's a train that could be coming, why aren't you driving faster? You're not driving a Porsche or a vet. that's what I say, I mean, I don't know what other people say, but I always say, like, if I ever own, like, a very expensive sports car, I would be an overly cautious driver. Like I'd pull into parking lots overly cautious. I would go over bumps. I would avoid bumps. I would, you know, just pretend that like my car was my child and I would treat it with the utmost care. But these overly cautious drivers that are driving regular standard everyday people cars that you and I drive, it's irritating because I'm just like, what are you doing? You don't need to like, like go over train tracks so slowly that by time you get over it, the little handy bar ding, ding, ding thing is going to start coming down and I'm going to start having a panic attack because I'm going to be trying to get my way through. And then the, the gate's going to come down on the front of my car and that's it. I'm going to like have like a final destination. This is happening to me moment. What did I do? Who did I anger thing? So, so after that, little rundown of all my types of bad drivers. What type of driver are you? Do you perpetually have your signal light on? Do you hog those lanes? Do you speed up and slow down? you the overbreaker? Do you apply all your makeup in your car while driving? Do you text? I hope not. Are you a droit? Or are you overly cautious? Hmm. Think about it. Whatever type of driver you are, just know that it's important to get to point A to point B nice and safely. Huh. So, that's it for Grinds My Gears, everybody, for Bad Drivers July Edition. Thanks for tuning in. Bye!